Hello there, ladies and Greetings gentlemen. Greetings and salutations, you fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. And to all our friends from beyond the binary, welcome to... Who are also fucking assholes. <laughs> Full Starts Pod, where we talk about films that could have had another film but didn't do another film. We talk about the film it could have been. Hooray! The Equal Rights Podcast, where we think you're all cunts, regardless of your gender and sexual preferences. Can on my you? left is Lewis. Hello. <laughs> on my right is a good boy. Am I? Well, better than him. Okay. <laughs> you must now refer to me as good boy. <laughs> good boy, Dan. No, just good boy. Kingbridge, good boy. Hello, everybody. Kingbridge, <laughs> <laughs> My daddy owns a Porsche. It's just like University Challenge. You need to have a stupid name that can come after your university. <laughs> right. So normally we start these things off with a hypothetical, but I forgot, so I've kind of done a shit one now. And then I've kind of got a semi-serious question that I'm going to ask you now and then come back to later on. But okay, okay. First, the, okay. the hippopotamus. Okay. What food... The hypotenuse. What food do you currently hate the flavour of and don't like to eat, but would actually like to eat if you like the flavour of it? That's, uh... Say it one more time. It's a right, bit of a strange. Just for the listeners' benefit. There's a not f- for ours. There's a food that you're like, that looks good, or this is fucking everywhere and it's in everything, but I hate it, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to eat it because then I can enjoy more food. Okay. Right, okay, I get you. So, a food you'd want to eat that you don't like to eat. Okay. So, to kick it off, mine would be like octopus or something like that. Because I cannot eat seafood but there's so much of it and i want to try it all but it all tastes gross to me i've not tried octopus but squid's lovely i have i have tried it love squid i've tried octopus i've tried crab i've tried pretty much everything and it's all gross but i'm gonna keep trying it <laughs> <laughs> it's for my own good <laughs> i think in, in a similar vein to you mine is sushi yeah i really like the look of sushi it looks, it's convenient it's tasty it looks delicious it looks very pretty, and whenever I try some, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's because no, no. it's cold, isn't it? Can I microwave it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to be a hundred times worse if you microwave, microwave it. Microwave it, serve go. it with chips. But I imagine if you had the components separate, the rice and the fish, and no, they were served hot, you'd probably like it more. I think it's because any sushi that I've ever tried has been either like... The stuff you get from Boots in a meal deal, oh. or the stuff you get at like a world buffet. Oh, it's right. Just... So, not from a, a genuine not from, place. If, I'm sure if I was to go to like fucking Jiro, who dreams of sushi, he would make me the most delicious sushi. It would change my fucking life. But I don't like it currently, and I'm not willing to pay $17.99 per bite. <laughs> To see if I do. Well, if you... And, but I really want to like it. A, mid, a midway uh, thingy would probably be... Um, Yo Sushi, I think. I'm not willing to pay for it. Okay. I'm not willing to pay for it, knowing that I you don't might have not to. like it. It comes to you on a conveyor belt, and then you leg it. Ah. Uh, yeah. Now <laughs> I do all Leg it before you pay. Uh, I can't think of anything. The only thing I can think of is to shit on beetroot for a couple minutes. Avocado. 
I don't mind I, avocado. I mean, it's fine if you've got it with chicken in a burger. Actually, likes avocado. I do not, but I saw the perfect. Cretin. I saw the perfect description for it yesterday, where someone on Facebook went, "I don't understand what the fuss is about avocado. It's like a big wet lump of grass." Yes. <laughs> and yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do, do you know what it, it is? It has it's no basically, purpose. It's the texture of mango, but if you want mango with no flavour, yeah, have avocado. It's it's gone off mango. The, the flavour has also gone. Because it's gone all squishy. Yeah. Yeah. We should say that, you know, I've got, I've also, I also saw that description on Facebook. Other people have probably seen that description on Facebook. We're, we're recording today. It's the 4th of July. So happy I, America Day. Happy, Roll the intro. Happy Treason Day, <laughs> you da, 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 colonial da, 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 bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember who made you, and we can break you too. Yeah, how's it feel to escape from the taxes that help save your fucking country? <laughs> was that the question yeah. then, was it? What's your serious was, one? Right, the serious one is, do you remember the first time you watched this film? Remember, Frequently this, this is a movie about podcast, by the way. <laughs> Frequently asked questions about time travel. Or, for short, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, like, two weeks ago... <laughs> Before right, we okay. first record, that's when I first watched it because I never knew it existed. I do remember the first time I watched it. It was when I didn't have a car. Right. I was on a National Express coach going from Victoria to Great Yarmouth. So what age are we talking here? We are talking 23. So 23 for you? About six years ago, maybe. Yeah, 28. 45 for me. <laughs> 45 for Dan. So... Back when you were 23, Lewis, and back two weeks ago, Dan, Yeah. what was your, if you are comfortable saying, what was your sexual orientation? Pretty, pretty much as it always has been, penis owner. Penis owner, okay. Like vagina. Right. I mean, I think we're all, you know, some, on Kinsey's scale, where no one's ever really one side or the other. We're good, all good you know, fairly fluid and, you know, whatnot. But, uh, yeah, I, I would like, I like to stick my penis inside an opposite human. An inverted penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> opposite. <laughs> an opposite human. opposite human, I'm just going to have a human that's inside out, which is really gross. <laughs> or just any human that is opposite from him. So, just, you're asexual? Just, I mean, if it feels like, you know, like the raw chicken rolled over. <laughs> <laughs> and now I no longer can have sex, thank you. <laughs> that's why I like sushi. <laughs> <laughs> The rawness of it. What's your point, actually? <laughs> right, uh, yeah. no, no, my point oh, is I'm yeah. going to leave Wait, that there. What is your point? I'm going to leave that there and we'll come back to it. Because there will be a point. And it's <laughs> not just me making you... If you, if you say so. <laughs> ...bear your souls to the world. So, we did watch Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. Fuck it! Fuck it! Oh, no, no, poll. I won the poll. It was good. <laughs> oh, shit. What? Carry on. Go more in depth in that, and how? Uh, this is the ash I'm used to. <laughs> so, Alain the Spy Knife. Started off so well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone, you wouldn't know. It showed promise. <laughs> He's fallen within the first furlough. So, Alain the Spy Knife. Yeah. Uh, film I gave up on <laughs> and oh, people it seemed rocks. to resonate with people because 66% of them without my movie about taxes 
Well, you remember yours, so there's the first mistake. And uh, let's be fair, once again, mine was the best and I have been robbed. Well, yeah, I put no effort into this mine. Time, so you have no excuse, it was just shit. But again, in-universe, I put the same amount of effort into my script as was put into the first film. In-universe, my movie made no sense, like the first film. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, I didn't tell you anything that was happening in my movie. I just told you what was going to happen. <laughs> so, again, in-universe, I think together we have a powerhouse movie. Yes, but I think the main takeaway here is I won, fuck all you. Thank you, voters. I will now be the president Don't of Europe. thank them. <laughs> I will give you a single clap. I'll be the president of Europe, so can you please turn around when I sing my national anthem? But they listen to this podcast. They've clearly got no fucking taste. That's true. <laughs> thank you for wasting your life, people. <laughs> right, film. Good film? Yeah? Cheers. Yeah, right. I liked it. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? The intro. <laughs> the pressure you want to go home. <laughs> go home, have a wake. Go, go home, I'll just <laughs> read these 11 pages to myself. <laughs> True, you have a half like, no, yeah, you have to listen to what I have to say, it's so interesting. Listeners, it's very weird. In a rare turn of events, Ashley has 11 pages of notes. <laughs> Me and Dan, I've got what, five, six paragraphs? How much have you got, Dan? I've got one and a half pages. Right. I was. What the fuck has happened and what timeline is this? <laughs> Whoa, haha. I was actually told that, actually, I've watched this film, I have nothing to say about this film, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fucking get some other shit. Because, and boy did I. Because there is nothing to say about this movie. And boy did I. Oh no, I have things to say about this movie. I just like, overall I enjoyed the film, but there just there are things in it that I thought were kind of shitty. And weren't, weren't fantastic. Should we, should we go from the start? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, my first note, this is, this is the very opening when yep. Chris O'Dowd's given his, yep. his speech. Um, and before then... Go on. Oh, okay, go on. I find it very weird mm. that the movie opens with a parody of the Superman opening credits. This film is a parody of everything. But no, this movie is called Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. Superman can fly around the Earth. That happens at the end of one Superman movie. Yeah. The Superman has nothing to do with time travel. It was In more, the grand scheme of things, Superman has sh- nothing to do with time travel. It should have been a Back to the Future parody. It, it should have been there a Back to the Future There are so many Back to the Future. Oh, hell, the, you want to go the, a little esoteric? 2001 Space Odyssey. The main thing wasn't, wasn't riffing on time travel films. It was sci-fi in general. Then it should have been Doctor Who. I'm sorry. So it was credits, Doctor Who. The opening credits should have been a Doctor Who parody. Instead of a Superman parody, where the where the, lo- the cast names fly away in blue outlines from and leave streaks. Oh, sorry, no. sorry guys, the I've got just, just a nit there. I've got to pick. Just, just got to, just got to nitpick <laughs> that out of the look. Out of the way. No, all, you're. Yeah, I agree all of with my you. notes are nitpicks because there is fuck all to say about this film. There were two references to Doctor Who in the film. Did you find them? Bam, 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 I don't like bam. Doctor Who, so no. <gasps> also, no, though I didn't. Hot take, I guess. <laughs> Toby was wearing the scarf as a fourth doctor. Which one was Toby? Fat one. Right. Oh, yeah, he is, isn't he? He is He's fat, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, that, I did have to think about that. <laughs> shit, no, that's not... <laughs> shit. Well, when they find the lookalike and it's just a marshmallow man. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other one was uh, on In the Future Graffitied Wall had the phonetical spelling of 
Dalek. So not the correct spelling of Dalek, but D-A-R-L-E-K was how it was spelled. Okay. There you go. How the Americans pronounce it. Darlack. Darlack. I will I've exterminate you. That's how you sound, America. Happy Independence <laughs> Day. So my first note is, and like... Is, Merry Christmas, movie house. It's Christmas Destroy this movie house. <laughs> Why curse me with that accent? Thank God it's not the whole movie. No. It's such a terrible accent and I don't know why he hasn't done it in every film since because it's so good. It's so bad. It's I'm, I'm sure he plays an American in another, another, another movie. Yeah, Are you confusing you him does, with great spoilers? as no, I sometimes do? No. no, he doesn't. He always has his oh, Irish shit, accent. Life of Pi. Which is fair because that American accent is fucking awful. Life of Pi. He was an American in Life of Pi. There you go. Or was I that Ray Spall? It may I, have been Ray Spall. I guarantee he's not in Life of Pi and if I pull it up and he's doing his Irish accent <laughs> full of shit. You mean his actual voice. Hello, yes. I'm a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a boat. Oh, but Jesus, get over here. Uh, what? What is his second note? I don't know. Go on. It's just says Toby sounds like Lewis. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're talking about that. films. Excuse me. Yeah, that was right. Because like, there's at one point, I can't what point it is, but the Toby character, he's banging on about something really unnecessarily and anal, and I'm like, hey, he sounds like Lewis. Is it the dinosaur bit? Maybe, oh, yes, I think it's the dinosaur fucking bit. Dare you? <laughs> Prove him wrong. How fucking dare you, Look, sir? How how many months in the weed to this podcast, and I've taken how many shots at you? This. How many shots did you give him this during the Ghostbusters? This is genuinely <laughs> the worst thing you have ever said to me. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. Wait, wait, hold on, let me clarify. Toby is the fat one, right? <laughs> yes. This is genuinely <laughs> the worst fucking thing you have said to me. No, okay. Lewis, you're the, sc- you're the uh, Scouse one who doesn't know anything about films. Because I had forgotten that the guy who plays Mr. Poppy in Nativity was in this movie. <laughs> and I fucking hate him is that I'll so tell you what, will he, he might you... he might be excellent as a person he might be excellent in other stuff but the only things i've seen him in are the nativity movies and this where he he plays mr poppy in nativity and he is so awful and so annoying in it and it's on every christmas and i can't escape it and fuck you dan <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you so hard in the eye socket. <laughs> wow. With with a Citroen C4 exhaust pipe. <laughs> if I said I'm sorry and took it back, would that make you feel better? At this point, I think we're I think there's nothing you can do. See okay. the worst thing about that is <laughs> not you then, got it. Not just because it is a car in your eye. It's that it's Citroen. And all the citric acid will stay in your eye and hurt even more. <laughs> now that was a shit film. Yeah, someone to write a letter and complain, you know? Dear Hollywood, you're shit. I mean, how hard could it be to make a, a film that doesn't suck? I've got millions of great ideas. Those kids in the the, the theme park Space Ranger bit. Sure. Yeah. Half of them were laughing. Sure. When they were meant to be crying. Yep. And I'm thankful for that because I hate kids fucking crying. But the kids laughing are doing their job. Because if he was your space ranger dude, you wouldn't fucking leave. You'd be like, this is my one ride. I live here now. And I am a space ranger. And he is my captain. 
And this is how all Americans sound. But he was so scary because the script said he was. Yeah. He said the word... He screamed at children and threatened them with a fake gun. He said mother effer. But he didn't say it effer. He said it way kids shouldn't hear because he's a no-no word. Frigger. Cunt. Ashley's um, spelling <laughs> is not on point. So... What about other notes in this? And this—it's why he has eleven pages of notes. It's mostly scribbles. <laughs> it's just I got a very in-betweeners vibe in this opening in the pub when they're sitting down. Yeah, and this is what like when I first watched it, I was like, mm, I'm not, I'm not into this because this is a very in-betweeners sort of, and of vibe of like, just cold. <sighs> Cold jokes, as I've been well, calling you, them. You know, it was, like it jokes was, are just sort of thrown out, and there's no real connection. It's supposed to be banter, but it doesn't feel like banter. It feels like like Google generated banter, if that makes sense. The reviews of this film are very much either five star or one star, and it's yeah. all down to the delivery. Yeah, you you can see it. it like this movie does warm up. It, it, it warms up and it, it get, takes some time to get going. Once it gets going, it, it's all right. It does take time to get going, which is bad thing in a movie that's only 18 minutes long. However, I like that because when it does get going, it kind of sideswipes you. Does yeah, it? It, 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 I started to enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot you more thought, once you... the movie actually started. Yeah, and you, you I mean, I personally love that whole banter Condescending Thor face, does it though? <laughs> See, I, I love that sort of banter and then you, you kind of forget what the film's about. <laughs> you haven't really been told what the film's about and they're just going on, talking about shit films, having a drink. One of them goes to the bog and then fucking world changes. I have a note about yeah. them talking about shit films. Oh, yeah. so do I, but I'm not even there yet. Is that... Go on then, go on. Cavemen didn't eat dinosaurs. No. The, the, I don't his... understand what this note's in reference to. Right, so um, Toby and... Um, exactly, exactly. No, yeah, it'll that's come e- to me. That, that's a point, exactly. It will come to me. Will it? What are the character names in this? Toby, Ray, uh-huh. another one. Uh-huh. <laughs> Scouse boy. Uh-huh. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Cavemen don't eat dinosaurs. Cavemen don't eat yeah. dinosaurs. So Toby's complaining that we shouldn't be dressed as dinosaurs selling burgers made of dinosaurs because why would they do that? But dinosaurs did eat other dinosaurs, and you know what didn't eat dinosaurs? Fucking cavemen because they're a million years apart. Yeah. And he says we should be dressed as cavemen. No. Wait a minute. Yeah. How can they be a million years apart? <clears throat> Over a million when years. The, but the Earth is only 6,000 years old. 5,000. 6,000. I thought it was only I seven I read days. a different Bible. It's written by me. Okay. It's 12 pages. Would you like to hear it? Hey, <laughs> I have his name, so whenever you're ready to give in. Oh, go on then. What's his name? Dean. <laughs> <laughs> you, let's just, I don't know what the one you said that really let's really just throw out names until one of us gets it it's something like that it's one syllable Donovan <laughs> no so, <laughs> Trevor Pete there we go I read it in a book Trevor Pete Trevor Pete just Pete for short but yeah Trevor Pete it's Pete then is it it's, it's Pete. Pete not Trevor not Trevor thanks right. for playing though that impromptu game I won I guess I win so Right, when they go, to, so before they go to the pub, they go to a cafe yeah. to talk about Ray getting fired. Yeah, and, and getting jobs and whatnot. They mention at that theme park that they work, there's something called Barry Burp's Bubble Ride. Uh, yeah. And this hurts me on a personal level. 
because what did he do to you? I never got to go to Bubbleworks. Didn't you? Every time I was at Chessington's, it was shut for some reason. And then it closed in, what, 20-something? For international listeners, this is a theme park uh, in the UK called Chessington's World of Adventures. <laughs> is that advertising, puts it? Chessington's uh, World of Adventures. This is, no, this is just for clarification. And it had a ride called Professor Burp's Bubble Works. And it was a water ride. You get in a, a donut, like what the sort of donut you'd see um, on, a, on a rubber dinghy rapid. Bro. Rubber dinghy rapid, bro. Uh, and it was all inside, and it was a lovely, serene ride. And you'd go through waterfalls, and like there'd be lots of bubbles, and it was up-tempo music, and it was just—it was—it was essentially a water-based dark ride. It was very fun. It's since been replaced by the Gruffalo ride, same track layout, same sort of bubbles and lights and dark ride system, but it's now the Gruffalo themed. Ashley, continue. Okay. I didn't know that, and I probably won't bother going. It's not terrible, but it's no Professor Burke's. I'll continue to not go and go on that ride. (laughs) I'd prefer to go to the ones that can potentially kill me and make loads of money. Continue. They go to a film, and they come out of the film, and they start talking about how it's all fucking shit. And if I wanted to listen to three moany white guys talk about... Oh. (laughs) Hey, you stole my wife's joke. (laughs) (laughs) So that would they... be my wife's joke too, but she doesn't listen. I shall never hear this. I also have a point about that. Will you, Agatha? It's not your wife's name. It's not, is it? <laughs> She'll never know I said Agatha. <laughs> Will you, Mrs. Wait. <laughs> do you know my wife's name? Yeah, I do know your wife's name. Do Jeff. you? Phyllis. There you go. Fucking Phyllis. <laughs> My wife is 89. Is it Deirdre? The next one I had lined up was Roxanne, so. I also have a note about this characters making fun of movies. Uh, mm. Is that. they? So they stood out. Eight minutes in, they stood outside a cinema making fun of uh, bad movies. Saying, oh, that was a rubbish movie. Blah, 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 blah. This is a silly, silly movie. Is that you should never. Have your characters flat out say that movie sucked in a movie that could suck. You just don't. You just don't risk it. You look at what X Men did in Apocalypse, and they were talking about how Return of the Jedi sucked and how the third one's always the worst. Just gonna reference that. You just don't do it because your movie could be shit. Also, and a lot of critics thought it was. What so, what uh, film did they go and see that they thought was shit? I don't fucking oh, know. Critics will say otherwise. I don't. I don't remember what movie. Can so I take the, a guess? Go for it. Indiana Jones and Temple of the Crystal Skull. Shall we play the guessing game again? Is, is <laughs> that the, what that movie's called? I've forgotten his name again. Transformers <laughs> 3. Pete. Pete, thank you. <laughs> when miss, he said. Miss, <laughs> I forgot his name. When he said, let's do the guessing game, I went, yeah, I'll say that name. Oh, I can't remember the name. <laughs> Did they go and see Straw Dogs? No. So Shawshank Redemption. The... I spit on your grave. <laughs> I spit on your grave too. Was it Last House on the Left? The remake? Oh, don't bring that up. Was it, wrong, was it Wrong Turn? Yes. Was it Wrong Turn 2? No. Was it Wrong Turn 3? No, it was the first one. (laughs) There were three fucking posters outside the cinema. (laughs) Yeah. Carry on. And they were A Boy's Life, Paradox, and Watch the Skies. 
all working titles yep. for sci-fi films. Yep. Can you tell me what they are? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Is? Watch the Skies? Yep. Uh, sorry, can you say them again? Paradox Watch and A Boy's Life. E.T. Is Par- that A Boy's Life? Yes, it is. Paradox, was that Looper? No, I think classic. Paradox. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, Back to the Future? Two. Wait, there we there go. There we go. Wait, why would they call Back to the Future 2 Paradox and not Back to the Future 2? We fucking smashed that, Dan. <laughs> we did. <laughs> he, thought, he thought he had us. Yeah. But he didn't, did he? I'm proud of you, boys. Thank you. So, yeah, the film that they came out of was E.T. Just imagine being knowledgeable e. about fucking working titles <laughs> for movies. <laughs> imagine, imagine that, listeners. Imagine being me. <laughs> Imagine how sad and pathetic your life must be. And then talking shit about it, and Dan thinks, oh, he's the fat one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I apologise. <laughs> Never fucking forgiving you. Never. And it wasn't about the weight, it was about the comments he made. You see me as Mr. Fucking Poppy. <laughs> From Dude, Where's My Donkey? What? Oh. Nativity too. Just I know, I but the fact I've that never you seen any of these films. Because isn't the third one called Stranger in a Manger? I oh God! So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Hello there, oh. Jesus. Happy birthday. Oh Jesus! I thought the asbestos was going to kill me with those titles, man. Anyway, I mean, it's, I have a, it's I have a bizarre series here. of films. When from when they're in a pub and they're they're having their their chat. It's just, I like the Morrissey joke, because fuck Morrissey. <laughs> what I have knew you you'd got? say something about that. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> What's <laughs> your issue with Morrissey? Oh, apart from that, he's a complete bellend. Oh, dear. Politics aside, I like his music. Oh, yeah, no. Politics on side, <laughs> destroy him. Oh, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Like, Smith's a, a great band, and he's done some great solo stuff. Yeah. As a person, fuck him. Love his solo stuff. I love his solo stuff more than the Smiths. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Smiths are tolerable I mean, the, only, the only other person I've ever heard say that was Morrissey, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I am the sea and the air. I am Fuck the man and I need to be here aft. They're all How many songs can I sing about my mother being dead? <laughs> right, 9.10. Before they even get into the pub, outside the pub, is that the fucking Winchester? It really looked look like, like the Winchester. Winchester <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Do you know what though? It also looked like the the, the pub in Transporting Two. Uh, that was if you by can remember a... that. It was by a train track. Don't get me wrong. It was by a train track, but it was. Hey, but that would have been shape. Scotland, wouldn't it? Yeah, in Scotland. Hey, I don't. I didn't think that uh, the Winchester is in Scotland. Ah, oh, near. I didn't think that. Yeah. yeah, big big Dave's got a haggis above the bar. It's loaded. Haggis <laughs> is always loaded. Just not with what you want. <laughs> Do you know what else makes me think it's the Winchester? Go on. The barman is Sean's mum's friend. Is it? Yeah. I was going to say, I recognised him from somewhere. Yeah, so when, when they're in the back garden and she's like, oh, don't Dean and what's her face live here? Yeah. And then she goes, oh, I don't think they do live here yes, anymore. Yes, it is. It's him. Yeah. Yes, it is. So I'm at 11 minutes. That's We've been barman. going for fucking ages, haven't we? I'm only at 11 minutes. This movie's oh, only me, at I don't know to be fair, there's been a lot of fucking about this episode. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's an Ashley episode. So, what 11, do you expect? Eleven minutes. Uh, they uh, 
Chris O'Dowd and Mr. Poppy take offence at being called nerds. Yeah, they, mm. and they 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 want to be called Imagineers. Always the way. <laughs> nerds. Hey, didn't we all agree to stop using the N word? Didn't we? I don't agree to anything. Nerd is the word they use to keep us down. You should use the term Imagineer. Yeah. <laughs> Which did get a chuckle out of me. It's like, that's a fucking awful word. Good job on you moving bringing that It's the nerdiest out. thing you could do. It's, um, and it's, that's why no, it's so no, good. As a, as a Disney Parks fan, Disney theme parks fan, I take offence at that. Absolutely not. You cannot be called Imagineers because Imagineers are what the what Disney call their their like ride uh, the people who think up the rides, the oh, design yeah. the rides is, and whatnot. Yeah. And design the actual worlds in in the Disney parks. Well, I think it was their security guards. You, those, these <laughs> fuckers, haven't earned that right to be called Imagineers because Imagineers are genuine geniuses. Yeah, but these guys uh, become gods. It's no, not, you say uh, it's not. Have you seen a genius to make a loop on a track? Have you seen like the Disney animatronics recently? No. The the well, animatronics that Disney it's like fucking Westworld. They that are, just creep me out. They are so fluid, so lifelike. Like the and, and Imagineers have made that shit. You you go and watch videos of um Star have Wars Galaxy. Have Edge. they made it, or have they thought of the concepts and someone else made it? No, they make they make it. Like okay. it's not going to be one person. It's going to be a group of Imagineers, but they'll have like an Imagineers design department to design it, and then an Imagineers engineering department. Right. But it's all mm. the the people who are actual Imagineers for Disney are proper fucking smart people. Oh, he also says... And Chris O'Dowd isn't one of them. He also says, don't call it sci-fi. I remember vividly... Science fiction or science fantasy? Yeah, what's wrong with sci-fi? They seem like a really arbitrary thing to have a a beef over. Sci-fi's fine. Well, it's kind of that neurotic nerd thing. That's what it is. I don't think I've ever met a nerd who's gone, no, don't call it sci-fi, that degrades it. No, it doesn't matter, does it? No. Right, but Lewis, to go back on your Imagineers bullshit, mm. I have seen you walk into an Apple store. <laughs> have you? Go up to a man, go up to a man and ask him to f- fix your laptop or something. Oh yeah, fix my laptop. Have you? Oh right, fix, <laughs> fix Dan's laptop. Well, I already asked about it, and, and, and then <laughs> he refused to give a price. <laughs> and then he said, "No, I can't do that." And then you said, oh, I thought you were a genius. And he went, no, I'm not. And, he's, and you said, yeah, that fucking shows. And then we walked out. <laughs> Did you go, when did I do this? <laughs> we, I re- no, I remember this. Like, yeah. Was it White what City? city it was, I think it was White yeah. City. We were in the big shopping complex. We walked into the Apple shop because I said to you about, oh, I've got a broken screen. I need to fix him. And you went in there to ask him because you suddenly had a beef with Apple right then and there. You had to have it somewhere. I don't know if it was me having a beef. I think it's because I'm quite obviously like the daddy of the group. <laughs> I'm clearly more You daddy. two are quite clearly fucking man children <laughs> and someone has to sort your lives out for you. That's so I went in there. And I don't recall doing this. <laughs> you had a blackout. I have, I have, I have no. <laughs> you, the I red have mist zero, came down. Zero recollection yeah. of this. Oh, I remember this though. <laughs> but if he couldn't give you a price, if he couldn't sort your laptop out, he's clearly not a fucking genius <laughs> and shouldn't be allowed to be called one. He wasn't. That was the point. <laughs> he was an imagineer. Arrogant bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I really do sound like a cunt at some points, don't I? <laughs> hey, do you remember we were talking about a movie? 
No. 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 We should carry on doing that. This is way more fun. My next note is Let's talk about all my miscomings. <laughs> I remember when what you came on I my knee at? and that was wrong. What else am I really fucking awful at? Come you miss coming on me and you hit the floor. Mm. I'd never miss coming on you, Dan. It's true. I'm big enough. Because it shouldn't be hard to miss me. Because I'm such an asshole. I need to get it in the beard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fun fact. You want to talk about butt chins earlier? There's one hidden under this beard. Yeah, I know. But it's not an ass flick. No, it's not an ass flick. And also, if you were Batman, you would probably... Put something over your beard, and <laughs> no. so they wouldn't go. Oh yeah, no. it's, it's that guy with a beard. Oh no, so, uh, guys, wouldn't. we're only eleven minutes into this movie. Come on. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I thought you didn't have any notes. <laughs> I thought we're just riffing here. I don't have any notes. That's why we've been talking about me being such a massive cunt. <laughs> Good. It's about time this all came out. So what am I frequently asked questions about Lewis? Is he a cunt? Yes. <laughs> there's, there's a reason I'm on back on Windows. <laughs> Good. So, so I can see why. Um, did this come out? This came out. I'm guessing before IT Crowd. No, no I think this no. was after. It's oh, 2009. Oh, okay. Oh, fair enough. I, I got the vibe. That I was, it was, it was I'm pretty sure film. it was written kind of well before then because it doesn't feel like a 2009 film. It's referencing like Paris Hilton. Yeah. Things like that. It, it, it's got what's yeah. made from Scary Movie in it as well. Anna, Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Yeah. That's it. She was, was right. like, she's a lovely right. person, and she's yeah. actually. I wish she did more serious stuff because she's actually a really good serious actor. And scary movies kind of, I think, tainted her career. It'll probably be one of those that she'll come back later on in life as an older actor, and they'll be like, "Okay, now enough time has passed, and we put you in serious roles." Yeah. And then everyone would be like, "Oh, this is the year of Anna Faris." I yeah. have, I have an issue with this movie and Anna Faris. Is that this movie wastes its Anna Faris? Because they, the movie just relegates her to sort of sexy side chick love interest. Yeah, there's yeah. two female characters and they have zero speaking parts. Doesn't, really yeah, much. it doesn't give Anna Faris anything funny to do. She's, she's essentially Trillian in the, in the movie version of Hitchhiker's Guide. She's just there mm. to facilitate stuff and look pretty. I fucking hate you for mentioning that movie to me. I'm sorry, but that's... Every that's time... How you're movie, right. That's you're how right. this movie treats Anna Faris. And that is... N- that, no, no, that's not abs- why you book Anna Faris, because she's an... In- yes, she is an incredibly attractive woman. You're absolutely right. But she no is fucking funny You bring well. up a point. I just fucking hate that movie, and I hate you yeah. for mentioning that film. Because that again. film, I then get reminded of the fact that Sam Rockwell's in it, and I was like, but I like him. Why? Yeah. And fucking Alan Rickman... You don't you don't hire Anna Faris to be the non funny sexy love interest. She can play that. She's very attractive. She was funny. She was dry funny, like as in she wasn't. Dry oh, I, have, funny. I haven't read the thing, and they gave her nothing funny to do. It, like there's a specific uh, at thirty three minutes when you I mean, I'm skipping ahead a little bit here. Yeah. But thirty three minutes, like she pops up, and that's almost the near the end of the film. Just <laughs> a conversation outside, and it. Just slows, grinds to a halt. Yeah, like it really, it slows down any time that it hits that conversation. The whole with her, movie which is, has pacing issues, which is bad, which, which isn't good. It's a good use of your your actors. See, I would say, I wouldn't say it's a design choice, but I would say it works for me because it's a thing about time, and they go in and out different places. It's all stop start, and I kind of like the fact that they spend ten minutes in a cupboard. Yeah, no, that. 
that worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was specifically, it's the Anna Faris scenes on the when bench. When she's walking. Oh, okay. That's the, when they're on, sorry, not the bench, on the swings. And that just seems to like the movie just sort of like hits it's, a it's bit of a the, stop. The love interest bit. Yeah. If they took that out, and it wasn't just. I mean, the Chris O'Dowd is very good as a I don't know what the fuck to say and I'm butchering all my chances for romantic interest. Yes, no, he's he's great. I like him. But, yeah, again, you're just making Anna Faris the goal. Yeah. 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 For him, it just seems weird. I also have written down here, that is one accurate male toilet. An inaccurate female toilet. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so they're at they're at the pub to I'm get uh, to get to get us try and get us back on the track. I'm at thirteen fifty. Where are you, Lewis? I've got I've got a note about Anna Ferris at twelve thirty. It's basically you know she, she she's really funny, but she and I've made some rubbish. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. She's always I mean she's always good in the rubbish that she's made. I'm always happy to see her, but she and I've made some rubbish, and I she deserves better. She does, yeah. She deserves, she deserves better than this, I think. She's better than this movie. <laughs> right. That's my note. And she then my next note is 20 minutes. Fine. Well, my first nitpick is if. Why is Cassie so stoked on meeting Ray when we essentially find out that Toby is the Jesus of the group? Cassie is Anna Faris. Yes. Toby is. Toby is Mr. Poppin. Right, Mr. Poppin. Ray is Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> And Pete is Scout's boy. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Just for the listeners, none of whom have watched this movie. We're going to yeah. get very few listeners for this podcast. Yeah, that, that I thought was I think, I think this strange. is a film that you should see. I mean, some people are going to... There's no point in telling people that on this podcast. They're not going to listen. <laughs> no, you should watch this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. If you know Shut it's not up. your thing after 20 minutes, turn it off. Fine. What if you'd have told me that? <laughs> no, you're, it you're doesn't matter for obliged. you because I couldn't go and watch Dumbo for twenty minutes, could I? <laughs> but I bloody almost did. I am sorry. Uh, hey, welcome back to frequently asked questions about Lewis is a cunt. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember now. I don't feel so bad about that comment. So fuck you. <laughs> Uh, I am sorry. <laughs> I am, sorry. listeners. If you're joining us, if you're new to the podcast, I made Ashley and Daniel go and watch the go and watch the 2019 live action remake of Dumbo. Under the pretense that we we would make a podcast about it, and I fucked off to Spain and never watched it, and I still haven't watched it. Sorry, I am a cunt. <laughs> we we did have a poll about that. I mean. And the verdict was yes. I make no, I make no qualms about <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> I mean, the only options were yes or yes, but yeah, he, he, he won. Well done, well done to you. Thank you. Right, as as a small BFI, well, no, it was BBC slash HBO, but it was yeah. still small budget. Mm. It's the little things that I love about these sort of films. Like in a big film, if someone goes up to get a packet of crisps and a drink. You'll just cut to there are now drinks and crisps on the table. Chris O'Dowd has to carry three pints in his hand and a packet of crisps in his teeth because that's life. <laughs> and that's what I like about films. You will get that, but you don't have that in the bigger films. You don't get that realism. 
and it's so simple and easy just to have it there and it makes it feel so much more wholesome and it's my thing I like oh, it small details actually <laughs> This isn't a fucking Gus Van Sant film. <laughs> but they did well with this what they had. The, you're clinging on to the <laughs> fact that Chris O'Dowd carries crisps in his teeth. <laughs> it's part of it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good film. Well, in the whole part of that is to play into the, the time travel thing and then constantly bumping into each other. In a pub, they find weapons, which are a blunt knife, a corkscrew, and a bit of wood with a nail on it, and they never use them because you wouldn't if you had that. It's real, and I like it. Oh, no, that's I really thing. like those realistic movies about time-travelling toilets <laughs> where people have to carry crisps in their teeth. It's just, <laughs> it's just so realistic. Actually, that's no, why I... it hits you out of left field when it becomes that. I it's actually... a man's just got fired. <laughs> Like the scene where, uh, like they recreate so his, his scene the in the bathroom, the dance. You really want to see the future? I'd love to. Okay, you've got to do exactly what I did. What do you mean? But if you only hold me tight, we'll be holding on forever. I can't believe I'm doing this. I feel like I'm in the Congo, really shit party. So like good. That is that, no, that is, that is fun. That is good. I, I told Dan the other day I cannot hear that song now without thinking of that. Because <laughs> the old man constantly running into them yeah. in worse and worse situations, like yeah. more and more psychotic. Also, like that. I have a note at 20 minutes if anyone's got anything before. 1830. Go on. Was the year I was born. Right. <laughs> you look great. Oh, yeah, basically, I've got it from there. Basically, everything from 1830 onwards is brilliant. The pacing is so good. <laughs> It's what I've written. Um, and and the, the pacing so far has been perfect. Exposition over points is a very natural feeling method of storytelling. Having it just three blokes over some points going, you've just lost your job. And now we're just, we're just having normal blokey time, talking shit about pubs, uh, about films, having a point, having a rib at each other as to whose round it was. And then we get... To, there was a little chemistry between them. It was like, oh, I bought your ticket for this. And remember when we were in that pit of Sarlax? And we're best friends, Obi-Wan. <laughs> See, that, I that's think... why I felt like it was very in between us, is that. And then they started in the time travel stuff. And then I felt it really picked up in the, in the, in the dialogue. I don't think there is a great deal of chemistry between them. There, there's blokey chemistry. There's not, I mean, compare what this film wants to they be. They don't seem like super good friends they're not super good friends because they're not it's not the what the film wants to be friends. and what it was marketed as which like is us Shaun of the Dead with time travel take zombies out add time travel that's what it was marketed as because it's a small British film mm. and so every film is going to get that okay and it was it wasn't Nick Frost and Sean Pegg being like so close to each other they sleep in the same bed and all that sort of stuff or Edgar Wright's writing or Edgar Wright's writing, yes. Which I'm not saying, I'm not or bashing Edgar the movie for it, I'm just well, saying... No, or Edgar Wright's direction. Or that. Or Naira Park's producing. The, considering that the writing for this, Jamie Matheson, it was the first thing he'd ever had a writing credit for. Yes. Okay. It's the only feature film he's ever had a writing credit for. So since then he's done sci-fi. He's obviously a sci-fi fan. He's done uh, Doctor Who, Being Human, Dirt Gently. Yeah, um, I, I, had a, I looked him up. Two out of three good things. I looked him up, and it doesn't surprise me 
that he went on to write the Dirk Gently series because you can feel Douglas Adams' influences all over this movie. Mm-hmm. movie. They are they are everywhere. He went. He wrote the UK version of the Dirk Gently series, the good one. Not not the American okay, yeah, one. Yeah, now that I think about it, like, I do with see Elijah it. Wood, which is fine, but he didn't write that one. He wrote the good one with Stephen Mangan, and you can you can feel Douglas Adams' influences all over this movie. Fucking everywhere. But anyway, back to your point. Yeah, going back to why I think this may have even been filmed before 2009, because, you know, it feels like it was before 2009. Pete is smoking in a pub. Yes. Film came out in 2009, the smoking ban came in 2007. Yes. That shocked me almost. Yeah. Him sparking up in a pub. Yeah, it... Yeah, that is odd. This is weird. Actually, it's in in the modern world, it is weird. Twenty minutes. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Anyone got anything? No. Okay. No, I I I don't have any time marks till thirty three, and I've already said so, that. So, the mechanic they use to time travel in this movie—they don't use the word mechanics; they're engineers. Is imagine a, engineers? Is a toilet? Imagine a pub engineers. toilet. There's a leak in the toilet. Yay! Oh, I get it. This is my note. This is my note. If they have a they have a time travelling toilet and if no one makes a turdish joke <laughs> then the film is bad. The only way the movie can't be bad is if they make a joke about it being a turdish. No, because that is time and relative dimension in space. This is merely time. It's in the same place. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> or turdish. Time unto reality. <laughs> Dong is sucky. Doesn't matter what the acronym is. <laughs> it's a time travelling toilet. It should be called their turdis. Someone should make that offhand. And we'll get when we get to the end of the movie, we'll find out if anybody does. So hang on for that, listeners. So, time travelling through the toilet. He um Pete steps through and sees a whole room of dead bodies. Freaks out and then goes back. Mm. Yeah, and that—that's when I think the movie starts picking up properly, because mm-hmm. then we get some prop. He proper freaks out. Yeah, about it, and I like that. I like he's the first person to go through. He's like, no, fuck this. I am being deadly serious. We need to deal with this shit right now. I'm not. I'm not going back in there. And I like that. I like the fact that he was so freaked out by the concept of he just traveled through time and saw his dead body with a beard. He's like, mm. nah, fuck that. Mm. I like that. Yeah, it's good. Then, and they oh, do it together, and then you get also you start getting stuff like, oh, those people. I saw them earlier in the scene. Oh, that was them in disguise. Oh, I get it. Cool. Not yeah. bump into each other. I want cool. to want to know that the movie has some fairly smart moments in it. Hmm. Uh, but like overall, doesn't move me. Don't move me much. Well, fuck you. The music in this film was fan fucking tastic. <laughs> I honestly I don't was it? actually Go remember on. it. So Land Make Believe. And it's it's jumping on the jukebox. And then when he hears it again later on he goes, It's a fucking song mm-hmm. and then he knows everything's going to shit. And uh later on when they in the future time in Oh the... I get that now. Okay. Uh, that flew over my head oh, okay. when I watched it. Later on in the theme night um, oh, I was too really like the cult party scene. I thought that was really fun. Yeah, they're playing the Superman. Well, yeah, maybe we can just, just stay here. 
you know, we can <laughs> just stay here because, you know, it's fun. They like us. Playing Superman yeah. by Black Lace. Spray! Ski! Wave your hands! Hit your ride! So, my next Superman! Black Lace, guys, best part of music. Is this when they. Why isn't it on my playlist, Lewis? Fucking will be soon. Is this the part when Pete goes into Lady's Toilet and comes out in a completely different time and he's. And no, this scared shitless. This is before then. No, yeah, no, no, you're right, this is then, because this is when they end up in Future Pub. Yeah, when the whole. Yeah. Like, basically, the whole world is destroyed. Yes. Where are we in the movie? 39, 30, I've got. Okay, I want to go back to 35. Go for it. Okay. When, when, um, when Anna Faris. We've missed the dance. The dance? <laughs> They do the toilet dance. No, we've talked about that. It's, we talked we, about it. We it's said it was good. good. We said it was funny. It's very it's good. good scene. It's fine. Whatever. I want to talk when they're on the swings, going back to Anna Faris and Crystal Down on the swings. Yeah. You said the movie stops in its tracks there. Yeah. Maybe the wrong term, but it, it definitely slows a lot, down quite a lot. I think at this point, when the, when Chris O'Dowd and Anna Faris are on the swings, just having a talk with each other, I think it's, it feels like a proper movie. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Okay. Because I, I think Mr. Poppy and the other guy, the Scouse guy, they're, they're, they're too big. They're, they're, they're being very broad in this film. Well, compared to, Ode, compared like to Odell and Ferris, so. the, 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 the acting, the, what they're giving is just too big. They're giving, they're giving sitcom performances well, they're probably, instead of movie performances they're probably not the same level of actor as Anna Faris no at the end of the day so you, you can't, you can't hold it against he them. is Mr Poppy and if you have watched the film <laughs> the films look the look, three nativity movies that he's in it's, Dan, a, it's a West End is musical he, is he not as well. in four as well I don't think he's in four Danny, isn't it My, I think he's Mr Poppy's cousin in four yeah, the end and of a West End year. musical starring Danny fucking Dyer Oh God! The end of this year. I think you're right, Dan. It is my go to choose the Christmas film that we watch this year. I think that yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. Do you not think I've watched it enough? Do you not think I've suffered enough? It sounds like you're going to have to watch it inevitably every Christmas. It is inevitable. It will be on, and I can't escape it. It will be on the BBC at some point, and there will just be nothing else on. I know what we'll do. I know what we'll do. It's fine. You can't choose it. You can't choose it because it's got four sequels. So? You can't choose it. Do you remember Santa Claus? Yeah, I vividly do. No. <laughs> Home Alone has many... Has how many sequels? We picked that because that was the franchise ender. Oh, is there going to be Don't more worry, nativities? I, I have some look, people, no, we, look, look, we're, we're thinking we're, we're, ahead, We fine, all thought go. nativity was done after nativity three, and then last year there was a massive resurgence where it had a West End musical and a fourth movie. I'll be honest right, with you. Well, we'll I thought it was done one, after then. the first movie because that trailer made it look awful. <laughs> Why? No, let's. <laughs> anyway, let's not stop. Let's stop about nativity. Yeah, we're in the future. Point is, in the Mr. Future Poppy part. and Scouse Man are too broad for this movie. Tone it back a bit. Mm, <laughs> they they are. They're giving very big performances compared to O'Dowd and Ferris and everybody else in this movie. They're being very big. I suppose and they stand out. Chris O'Dowd doesn't really go in for big. His version of big is to talk a little bit. 
kind of squeakier. Yeah. And that's how yeah. he goes big. You know, I'm kind of surprised he hasn't blown up more than he has because he was kind of the takeaway star from the IT crowd. Uh, no. Who would you say was then? I'd say... Aoade? Aoade was more... It's come from that, but I think they... But he, he does so much more reserve stuff. Well, I suppose... And I suppose uh, technically Matt Berry's the one who's done the most out there. Yeah, I think he, Matt, he, Matt well, Berry... He always gets work, but he'll always get work because of his voice. Yeah. yeah, he does that voice so good and, all the time. Aoyadi had Aoyadi had the watch. Oh yeah, with Ben Stiller. That was terrible. And I think that might have been that might have stopped Hollywood calling it. Didn't to be fair, I I think Aoyadi is the type of man to go. Actually, I'm, I did that Hollywood movie. wasn't for me. I'm going to stick to yeah. what what I like. Because Chris O'Dowd after the IT crowd had bridesmaids. Okay. Which yeah. you know was much bigger, much more successful. He's done a few, you know, a few more appearances in American so quite movies a few since more then. Films. Yeah. Which of the two went over to the American version, or did uh, the pilot? Yeah. 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 As an aside, it's really cause, bad because we're doing everything we can not to talk about this film tonight. We're just not talking about films that we're supposed to be watching. Like I watched that pilot, and it is surreal to watch everyone be different. But the Moss character, but still AOA. What's and super it's, also, it's the exact honestly, same script. It's the exact, exact same, same script. script. And it honestly feels like they just like cut key cut him out of the of the scenes yeah. and just put. Yeah. It's so weird. The thing is though, in the pilot, it's, I'm pretty sure it's Joel McHale as well from Community. Yes. Who is talented? And in the pilot version of the It Crowd, super fucking. St- Weird. Yeah. Well, if it's not written with him in mind, it was well, because there you it's go. it's not written with the American sense of comedy in mind. Basically, because it's a very British sense of comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a hundred percent on on board with like they don't really move over. You can understand. Yeah. But basically, yeah, the, the fact it, it wasn't written for them as actors. No. It's amazing that The Office did as well as it did the American one. Well, that's because they completely retooled it. Well, no, because the, the, fir- the first series is pretty much yeah, the Baton series one of The Office. Yeah, and then they retooled the whole thing for series, from series two onward, and it, it is, actually works. It is really good. It's yeah, very so, good. Anyway, they're in the future. I don't want to talk right. about this film. 39 <laughs> well, minutes shut up, you have to. and 30 seconds. They're in the bombed-out pub in the future. Yep. And they're searching for weapons, and they find the corkscrew, and yep. the nail in it. And why don't they get the rifle from above the bar? Big Dave says it's there. Because it might not be the Winchester. Interior also, it's not, but it's Big Dave says dogs can't look up. They can't. Also, there was no gun behind that counter. I'm pretty sure it's Big movie, Al. So, you know. Big Al says dogs can't look up. It's Big Al. I'm pretty sure it's Big Al. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't care, to be honest. Shall we see what Google says about this? <laughs> no. No. Yeah, so I can't remember how they get back from Futureland, because they're, they're very far in the future. Pete's character has seen like weird things and do weird shit, and he's had to survive all this time out in the wilderness, which I, I like. I found it interesting that Chris O'Dowd's character was being such a dick at this point. It's like, no, I want to see his future. Like, mate, there's nothing to see. Yeah. Yeah, but I want to see that. It's like, mate, just fucking well, go that's, home. that's his character. It's like, I love sci-fi. That is me. I'm in the future now. But you should know this isn't. That's not sci-fi. He's living in a dystopia. Mm. That's a dystopia. And it's like, you know what? There's nothing here. 
Just go home. There's big ants there's... what eat the heads off of old men. Yeah, there's big mm. ants what and... eat the heads off old men who are never mentioned again. It yeah. doesn't matter because the old man has a Wilhelm scream and I immediately hate him. And I'm <laughs> glad he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so for some point they, they get back. Yeah, back in the ladies' box. I they use ladies' box to get back. Okay. I think it's ladies' box. Can't remember. Because that's when they then hide in the cupboard. For the second time, was it? <laughs> thank, thank you for answering my question, That's guys. A long pause, wasn't it? I appreciate it. that. Was some unnaturally long pause. No, I'll tell you what it is. They're back in the gents. They go okay. back in the gents, and then that's when we have there in the cubicle while they are also doing the conga. Oh right, that's it. And there, this, yes. yes, this is at forty-nine minutes and fifty seconds. And you know what? This is a well-executed joke. Is where where they come where the apocalypse future gang come back in time and they're hiding in the end toilet stall. Yes. When, when the present day gang come in to like go time travelling for the first time and Chris O'Dowd's complaining about the smell in the toilet and he's punching open the cubicle doors uh, and it's, it, the smell in the toilet is because the future apocalypse gang because they're from a future apocalypse smell like shit and it's a well shot and it's well executed joke and it plays plays to the concept of the movie plays to the time travel concept of the movie yeah. is, a, is a good joke about time travel well done chalk up one point for the movie well done Phil this is where I have a negative oh for fuck's sake <laughs> the critical eye because Pete decides I've been out in the wilderness all yeah. around the world for months he's had enough of this I'm going to touch myself not in that way you perverts and <laughs> end his life yeah So and did he go all around the world and did he, 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 he not find his baby <laughs> can we talk about this film please Lewis <laughs> <laughs> no I don't want to the quicker you talk about this movie the sooner we can be done we've been talking about the movie for longer than the movie is no we haven't but no, we, we will. So, yeah, and so obviously he the the main thing he wants at that point in time is to get out of the cubicle and go, hey, past people, don't go into the fucking future because I happen. Yeah, and he he wants that. And what we see is a very weak hold and someone slightly covering his mouth while his eyes move and he pretends that he's trying to scream out, but it's shit because he's just going. Uh, I'm an actor I'm an actor and I don't actually want to do this because it will ruin the film yes but the way it was shot and the way it was executed and edited was all very good yeah it was right there you go (laughs) and then they they end up back out oh we forgot to mention they meet another character at the cult scene who gets them back to their timeline Millie Millie. yeah that's not yet when they come out of the bar from this time they're in the bar right okay right there's a theme like uh, where are we? <laughs> I'm at 57. Okay. My, My next note's at 56 and I just stopped taking notes here because I'm actually enjoying the film. My next note's an hour and three. Right. I stopped taking notes for like 15 minutes because I've just got nothing to say. Well, but, yeah, basically what they do from here is they go out of the gents again, they find themselves back in the pub in the future but less future than the last future they were at. And now it's a futuristic pub theme night where the theme is 
themselves. Are the you Imagineers. following, listener? Yeah. Are you following along? Because Lewis weren't. Does it all make it sense? Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, oh, we kind of like this this place, and then. They meet Millie, who's like, oh, we can get... I'll get you back to your time. And they see the painting that they saw in the destroyed future of themselves mm-hmm. in this sort of... It's them sitting around the bar table with, like, something on the table. It's like, oh, it's a piece of paper. Yep. So that's when they work out that, okay, something that was written on this paper is the reason why we are famous in the future. They work yeah. out that they are the wild stallions. Yes. Well done. Because they say, let's start a band. Can any of us play an instrument? Hey. No. It's reference. Good. Reference it's equals joke. Good. If it's worked for Family Guy for 40 years. <laughs> it's different than the Wild Stallions because Bill and Ted are Americans and then they go to ancient England land and they get ancient English ladies to be their bodacious babes. But in Britain, we get British people with two American women who are playing the part of their bodacious babe, sort of, maybe. It's different! Um, Yay! Totally different. Okay, sure. Alright, 56. Yeah, and then they, they leave. Millie yeah. tells them, oh yeah, I'm with the department that Anna Faris is. We've worked out the wormhole thing and we'll get you back to your time. And then they do. And then they get back. And they sit around and then... They don't sit around. They get some more pints and he touches himself. Ray touches himself because he's getting some pints in his shitty hoodie and then past Ray comes and barges up next to him and also orders some pints. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, he doesn't disappear, so... But does he carry the crisps in his mouth? Uh, no, because... Shit then, innit? Because he's it's not been, realistic. He's been, like, thousands of years around and he hasn't brushed his teeth once. It's not realistic, though, is it? If he doesn't carry crisps, he Because he didn't bring the crisps back. Because Pete asked him, where are my crisps? I'm starving. And he says the bar was busy because he was there himself. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad someone was paying attention to this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, they get their pints to sit down, they read, they look at the... Yeah, we go... Oh, that's what it was. And then Anna Faris turns back up. They have another chat. Mm -hmm. They mention this thing. And he goes, what do you mean? Who the hell is that person? Uh, Who the fuck is Millie? It's like, she's from the people that want to... Oh, and we forgot to mention this earlier. She's from the people who, once time travel was discovered, once people like I did their greatest work, people would kill them. So that was it. That was all they did. And it's like, oh, she's one of those people who's come back to kill you because you've created your greatest work and now mm-hmm. you die for it. The editors. The ed- the editors. There we go. Well, no, that Millie is part of a specific branch of the editors. I don't actually know if that's an editor song or not. <laughs> I don't remember. Also, Millie is played by From a Canadian high, doing the weirdest American drawl. Well, yeah. howdy, boys. Yeah, howdy, boys. Uh, it sounds the same, though, so. <laughs> that's how Racist. All, that's how all Americans sound, don't it? Yeah. Happy Independence Day! All Canadians sound like Americans. So? So she turns up to kill them because she has weapons in her... Oh, she has weapons in her body. Which is cool. But explaining it, not so cool. Saying, haha, my weapon, my time travel suit is my weapon and it's inside my body. We didn't no, need to know She's had, that. like, plastic surgery... Well, not plastic surgery, but she's had surgery to... Remove, yeah, and then she goes weapons. on, oh, yeah, if you want me to drop my weapons, it'll take 12 hours of surgery. Well, yeah, cut the talk, get on with the shooting. And then he sh- they shoot 
Sean's mum's friend. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No one sneaks up behind her and cracks in the head with a cricket bat. But also Which, uh, like a missed opportunity. <laughs> really, but okay. And there was a jukebox in that bar. There was a jukebox. Yeah. And I, I feel <laughs> I do actually like the scene where um what's his name? There uh Toby. Where he's like he's like I just need a minute yeah. to to like, which is like you can either give me the paper and dial a Kamara, or I'll just kill all of you. You can yeah. be a hero, you can be a loser, and he has to take a moment to think about it. And I did like that, which is he just like he can't let go of this moment. Of <laughs> this is the one good thing he does in his life. So yeah, so we get to the end, like everyone dies, and Chris Dad does knock over a pint, and we get the final thing where he walks in and goes, but Pete's character walks in and goes, oh shit, I'm out of here. Because he hears a pipe knock over and he gets scared. He gets a squirrel. Yeah. And he and runs. And the pipe knock over comes back in the future because Chris O'Dowd does it. Yep. It's a thing and everyone comes back to life. It never happened. And then they decide to leave that pub and go drink at a different pub. The King's Head. But King's then Ed. let's talk about what happens then. And then Something Anna called Faris, the credits. Yep. Anna Faris turns up for a portal. And it's like, yeah, we, we've been going out for like two years. We have sex on the regular. And then the carry on, and then there's a Flash Gordon reference, and I was like, "Awesome!" What's that? I missed that. She goes, "Chris O'Dowd's character's name. I love you. We've only got 14 hours to save mm. the Earth." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trust me, that didn't go over my head. I love Flash. Ha <laughs> Savior of the universe cleans the kitchen counters. Ugh. Don't <laughs> ruin that song. Fuck that dog. That dog. That yeah, dog, yeah. fuck Ca- that yeah, dog. I mean, I love animals, but that that dog and whoever wrote the song for that dog to animate his mouth to, fuck those people. Very specific, specific market you're talking to now. <laughs> What's worse, that dog singing or that fucking kid in the AA advert? Oh, well, think, mm, okay, so here's a here's a little That's uncanny valley. When it comes to like, so you guys remember Ali McBeal? Of course. Do you remember the dancing baby from Ali McBeal? Of course. That used to that scares the shit out of me. Really? Uh, yeah, I can't take like uncanny valley, like children and, and babies. Right. It, it triggers some weird thing in my brain. It just freaks me out. So did you stop watching My Hero when he had a kid and the kid talks? <laughs> that <laughs> was yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, no, I can't can't watch that. Oh, this is I can't so look, niche. I can't look at the AA advert because when I see that because it's all because it's clearly CG. I have to. It's horrible. Physically put my hand up and look away from the screen because I cannot deal with it. Cannot deal with it. This is so niche to Britain, <laughs> and then even more niche to people who still watch terrestrial television. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then the end credits roll, and it's uh, they're going on on space hopping adventures. I guess not who time cares? parallel universe. Parallel universe hopping adventures. Yeah, so they're going um, for a Stargate. Who cares? Pete and Toby are like, oh no, we're done with time traveling. We're not going through a fucking wormhole again. And then Anna Faris is. No, it's a parallel universe. And then Ray repeats his speech from the very first bit of the film. And he says, so are you with me? But he says it in an Irish accent. So this time they go, yeah, okay. Yeah. And he says, please, to be nice. He's like, ah, will you, buddy? It's all right then. Yeah. And then they jump into the wormhole. And then credits roll. For a short while. For a short while. And then some post-credit stuff happens. And then Ray and Pete come out. So, well, Ray, Ray peeps his head out from the side and goes, OK, I think they're gone. And then Pete follows him out. And it's just them two. 
And then they're like, oh, you, th you think they're gone? You think it's all sorted? Yeah. And then another Pete comes out, and then they look at him, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck. And then credits roll again. And then the credits stop. And then there's another bit where yeah, Toby's character Toby comes, comes and legs it. And he goes, help, save me, save me. And then he's being chased by another Toby that's making some weird ravenous noises, but who is also kind of running from something. So it isn't like a rabid Toby trying to eat the other Toby. It's just a weird Toby. I don't remember the second Toby. No, I've said Toby a lot. Toby, 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 Michael Chiklis, Toby, Toby. I, <laughs> mushroom, I mushroom. don't think we have done a good job of explaining <laughs> yeah. this film. No, we haven't. It's all right. That's what my next notes are for. <laughs> We've done an awful job, and we could have done so much better. But before then... That's Full Stars Podcast for you. Find us on things. It's not. I think we're usually fairly good at explaining the film for people who haven't seen it. Well, they should watch it and I then th listen to this again. I think, dear listeners, the cunts that you are, <laughs> you need to take find 80 minutes of your life, go away and watch this movie, and then everything that we've said won't make a lot more sense, <laughs> but might be slightly clearer. I, it is partially our fault for wanting to talk about stuff other than this film. Yes, so this Lewis, is partially on it us. is mostly oh, your fault. Let me talk fault. about anything other than this film. Right, we're going to have a break now, and Whoa, you can no, listen to hold our... on, hold on, let's wrap up our thoughts on the movie. Uh, if yeah, you want let's to. do that, what we usually do. Well, no, um, it's my running the podcast, and it's meant to be shit. But I've still got bits about my thoughts on the oh, movie. Oh, you want to talk about the film, do you? Yeah. Well, come on then. Now I do. <laughs> Why are we fighting each other? I'm stab you with your pen. Oh, it can be one. <laughs> Lewis, what are your final thoughts then? Look, right, look, it's a very short film. I found it very difficult to take notes on. Because of, because of the nature of it, I think. The, the time-hoppy, flippy back and forthy, interweavy plotness of it. My, my thoughts are, it's not, it's not good. It's not bad it's not it's not boring but nor is it engaging it just sort of plods along its merry way and gives you nothing I, that's i mean that's my that's i think well, so, so 10 on 10 mm, that's a nothing that's a nothing comment i think well, you okay. can't well, you can't it's say a, it's, it's not a, boring but bleh. it's a very nothing movie i think I don't think it's particularly good. I don't think it's particularly bad. Nobody made a turdish joke in the end, <laughs> which does sort of qualify it for being bad. I, I That's think, what the sequel's for. I think one of the, the, the one of the big problems about it, right, is is the characters talk about all these these lofty big things, these lofty time travel sci-fi conventions. But the movie, because it's like a like a BBC HBO low budget thing lacks lacks the capacity to take on any of these lofty conventions it's not it's not particularly exciting or particularly adventurous it can it can be fun it is clever at times but it, it misses any sort of feeling of adventure that a movie that a time travel movie should have i feel like a time travel movie should feel Adventurous. 
um, you know, maybe maybe the writer should have shot this movie around when he had a bit more clout. Possibly. You know, to, after after he'd done a few other things, because this is this is a this is a big, you know, this is a, this is a fairly high concept project. I'll give it that. And it just feels it feels it got a little bit stomped on by HBO and BBC. You know, oh, I've got a question for you. If he, if he shopped it around when it when he was when he had a bit more clout, he could have got you know bigger names, better director. Because there is there is something there. The movie has something, but as it is, it doesn't reach doesn't reach its full potential. I don't think. If you kept the script, kept all the well most of the direction. And replace the cast with the Cornetto trilogy cast. Mm. Do you think that would automatically, just because of the camaraderie, the way they use comedy, same script? Mm. I already have an answer for you. Go and on that's no, no, because the example is Paul. Ah. Keeping the script as is, I, I still don't think it would work because I, I think it, I think it's been stomped on by people at points. Okay. I I think I I fairly confident there may have been a fantastic draft or it may have you know if he'd chopped it around a bit more he may have done different like more drafts of the movie but I think as it is as it stands now there is there's there are glimmers there are moments there are shining moments but it doesn't reach where it where it could go um it, it, the, the movie just feels like it's always like, like greatness is just out of reach. Well, I think that's actually the theme of the film, is it not? Like they... I mean, it's the th- it might be the theme of the film, but it shouldn't be how the film feels. Right, yeah. I'll be honest, I thought it was... I quite enjoyed it. I think like it's, a, it's a bit of a slow start and it has some pacing issues at certain points. Uh, there, there was a lot that I enjoyed about this movie. I did actually get into it and have fun, and I liked the film. And I think... You know, it's only what eighty minutes. Yeah. You know, if you got you got a spare, as you said, go watch it. I mean, I get it. It's you're either are gonna like enjoy this movie or you're not. It is yeah. it is very clear mm. you're gonna go one way or the other in this, and it those first twenty minutes are gonna tip you. But yeah, I I'd say yeah, go watch it. I, I think you should watch it. You got you got you know you got some friends around. You want a, a quirky film to watch with a couple of mates one night with a couple of beers? Yeah, stick this on. It's it's a nice thing to have as a kind of homage vehicle to go. Oh look, this is like Back to the Future. Oh, this is a line from Flash Gordon. It's mm. it's nice to kind of have there. Just go. Oh yeah, that's good. And I think that's kind of how the script probably came about. It's a guy who loves sci-fi. Yeah. And he goes, I can take all these little bits and make my own thing. And I think I I personally like it. I can understand differing views because it's a smaller thing. And Don't you try and pretend to be open-minded. <laughs> pretend you see other people's point of view. Yeah, people. I didn't. Mean, I don't include you in that. Thank you. Yeah. Who know you get the same chicken tikka <laughs> masala with quinoa rice? Who are you directing that to? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are you hungry, Dan? Myself, mostly. <laughs> Do you want some food? I want some curry, yes. Yeah. All right, okay, that, that is our initial thoughts of that wonderful film that Lewis loves. Uh, we're gonna go I don't quick... hate it. Oh, yeah, that's why I said you love it, because it's only one way or the other. That's how we live in binary. <laughs> our pod wife for today, this month, for Full Stars Pod, is Ask Karen Podcast. It's uh, 
part of our little British pod scene thing that we have to be a part of because we're leaving the European pod scene thing. Yeah. So, we had a referendum. So, yeah, have a listen to this promo and see what you think. We'll be back after this break. Dan, don't forget to take out the bit beforehand where I told <laughs> Ashley who it was. Oh, yeah, and I'll take that out and I'll take this out too. Cool. Yeah. As long as we remember. He, he yeah. really wants that. He yeah, wants to no. make sure you do that. Oh, wink, wink. I absolutely will take it out. <laughs> break time. We've got a question from Chris who's sitting right next to you here in London. I love to listen to the podcast on my journeys to and from work. Are there any you can recommend? Well, actually, Chris, funny you should ask. There's one I'd love to listen to that's called Ask Karen. So I got to the sandwich ball and saw it from the <laughs> shop, turned left and went in the shop next door. <laughs> you Honestly did. And it was, I was going to Specsavers. Literally should have gone to Specsavers. It's funny, informative, and they not only help people with issues, dilemmas and problems, Problems, but they also venture into some great conversations on a variety of topics. Wow, that sounds like a really fun podcast. By accident, I put my shower curtain on back to front. What do you mean? You put it on. <laughs> <laughs> What's the right way around to wear it? I didn't wear it. Are <laughs> you like playing Superman or something? Yeah, I was dressing up. I'm guessing I can find it just by searching Ask Karen on any good podcast app. Yes, that's right, Chris. I believe they also have a website too that has all the info anyone might need, which is askkaren.co.uk. It's a lovely looking website too. That's great. Thanks, Karen. So join me and Karen on our potentially award-winning podcast, Ask Karen. And we're back. Wait, hold on, I'm not, hold on. We're back, <laughs> and I'm ready because we've got a sponsor, everyone. We've got a sponsor, do we? Hello, I'm today's sponsor. There was another person out there, but I shot them, they're dead, they're not coming in today. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm the Great White Hunter, you know why they call me the Great White Hunter? No. Yes, and? <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. So, no, do you tell me why they call you the Great Hunt, Great White Hunter? Great White Hunter, because I hunt the Great White Ape, or as it's known, the elusive shaved orangutan. And you can spot it because it's it's tall like an ape, it's weird, gangly like an ape, but it's it's really white. But it's got these orange patches still where it hasn't shaved it off properly. That's why it's so elusive. And I, I'm I just heard that there might be something around here that uh, there might be something like a little clue that. <laughs> Uh-huh. You're searching for a clue. I, I'm searching for a clue, or if someone can tell me if they have seen this monstrosity. I am now French, apparently. I need to plug my fucking thing. Can I shoot you again? No, nope. I'm here to plug my new miracle weight loss treatment. Is it getting shot? No. First, I want to tell you a story. So when you're ready, lad, I'll tell you my story. Please, make the podcast longer. I'm absolutely gonna. So I used to weigh upwards of 18 stone. But downwards of 20 stone, I was 19 stone. And I found that one day, when I went to the doctor, he told me to pop off my shirt and get on scale. Well, imagine my shock and surprise when doctor comes up behind me and wraps his big, masculine, calloused hands around my gigantic bosom and pushes my chest mounds together. I tell thee, it was the most erotic thing I'd ever experienced in my life. But it were marred by the fact that I'd walked in doctors that day and a pool of my outpourings had gathered twixt between a trio of body hillocks. 
I had sweaty breasts. As Doctor pushed my sweaty fat sacks together, they let out a little squeak. Weak. What are you sponsoring? <laughs> let me tell you a story. <laughs> All right. It's my miracle weight loss regime. All right. So as the doctor pushed my fetties, sweaty fat sacks together, <laughs> my, my fetid fat sacks together, they let out a squeak and we both snapped out of it. We realised what we were doing and we went about the rest of the checkup as normal. Now I'm sure both your listeners can all relate to that and I don't want anyone going through the same embarrassment that I did so I've come up with a new diet regime. You can carry on eating your five a day, your pork pie, your big scotch egg, your little scotch egg, your link sausage and stuffing. But the trick is to load each meal with a pack load of shite shifters. Just just load up each meal with, with a laxative and shit the weight away. Now, I mean, you will become very thirsty and your proud, manly tits will tend to sag. But it's 2019 now and people are into all sorts of weird shit. The corpse of Lewis is coming back. Hooray! Whoa, guys. What the fuck was that about? I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't do that sort of thing anymore. Whoa. Well, we need the revenue. <laughs> so it'll happen again. Oh, you didn't like how I just left you guys to sing? You had the right idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. You know how... Thanks for making my job harder. <laughs> You know how we're talking about the film Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel? Fuck it! Yeah. Fuck it. Mm, yes, about <laughs> I, I was asked to dig deep yeah. and, and to find some interesting shit. And boy, howdy, have I. Oh, okay. Is you, this where the bulk of your 11 pages come from? Yeah, I'm on page six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, you can call me Frederick Knudsen because I'm about to go down the rabbit hole. So I found a YouTube channel. Do you want to explain that to our Luddite listeners? Uh, he does a channel called um, Inside the Rabbit Hole. His name's Frederick Knudsen. He's through, a YouTuber. Through the He's hole. popular thing. It's down the rabbit hole. We're going to look hole. at stuff factually in the chronological order explaining what happened at what time periods and that's it. I Very interesting. I, I only watch Vivo and Jimmy Fallon. He, he finds um, objectively crazy people. And things they've done. So the things like the man who he claimed makes, to invent the time cube. He makes no judgments. He just tells you what no, happened, what things are. He's very good at being unbiased, and I haven't tried to do that, and I'm so sorry. Anyway, tell me information, because I want to go to bed soon. Okay. Give so, me input. I found a YouTube channel called The o Open Scroll, and they've got over 17,000 subscribers, so they're doing slightly better than we are. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> but what it's about is Illumina Illuminati and government conspiracies to prepare the world for Satan's arrival. It's run by two guys who are big into Jesus and think that everything is a conspiracy. Every little thing that they can find, whether it's some numbers somewhere, whether it's a shape, which... Numbers and shapes are in fucking everything. They find a way to make that. Oh, look, Satan's coming back because of these numbers. I mean, so far we seem really off, off topic. Give, give him the chance. I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him a couple of minutes. I fucking love it because he's got hundreds he's of videos about 
NLP, um, yeah, NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and how it's used positively in the Bible and negatively in the media, according to them. And I love hearing that sort of stuff. It's like down the rabbit hole because people get so into it and they just pull things out of anywhere. And it's, I love watching that sort of thing. And so I found one who has some, more than one episodes about frequently asked questions about time travel. Fuck that. Because to go, and to go through everything would take all fucking day, but I found, found this channel through a video they did referencing Fekhet. And this is part of a roughly five hour series <laughs> entitled wow. Time Travel and Sodomite Programming in Film. <laughs> Remember okay. the question I asked you earlier? Yeah. We'll get back to that. Uh, this is, I mean, this is usually the part of the podcast where you tell us why the film failed and what the sequel would have been, but I'm, I'm here for it. We're getting there. I want to support you <laughs> as a good friend. I trust where right, you're so going. I've picked out the best bits here, and I want you all to imagine. But can we leave a pause right here for a good clean edit break, just in case? <laughs> Carry on. I want you all to imagine... Like, this is a bloke who looks like a fucking wizard, right? And he sounds like Harold Ray- Ramis on, like, Tranquilizer. Fucking hell. And I've got a little clip. Just something so you know how, how he sounds and the sort of things he's going to talk about. Lay it on me, daddy-o. Then I need you now, tonight. And I need you more than ever. Pete singing along to the song playing on the jukebox, totally clips of the heart. Pete and his friends sing the song later when they mimic what he does and form a conga line. This is coded language. The heart is the butt. The title describes the act of sodomy where the top covers the bottom to cause a total eclipse of the butt. <laughs> total eclipse of the butt. This is a this is parody, right? I hundred percent do not believe it is parody in any this way. This is surely parody. And here is like so many pages. You hope to... it's parody. This Total guy has of the arse. <laughs> Everything is referencing a butt. <laughs> Everything, and he says it's a triangle. He says every time there's a triangle, he goes, "That's a butthole. That's the butt triangle. Butthole's a fucking ring." He says it's the anus triangle and it's a ring. Whoa, Technically what? It's a whoa, whoa. What do you mean it's a ring? On most, on humans. Yours isn't a triangle? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know how that ties into the sequel. So, he is a crazy old wizard. Right? <laughs> He's crazy old. <laughs> he certainly sounds it. You know what? I don't want to know any more about it. Wait, now. there's more He's wizards. If you can believe it, <laughs> more wizards. Obsessed with asses. So the, fo- the first comment about the film is about the poster which primarily shows Pete, Ray and Toby doing the conga line at the urinal and it's with one hand adjusting the sunglasses and the other looking at a watch exactly the same as the Back to the Future posters Mm. now our guy has some bones to pick with that franchise as well we'll get to that and he says it's full of something called a neo-nazi 1488 code where basically, Fuck. yeah, you, you'll find it on like windows. So there'll be, oh, there's a row of windows that are in 14 boxes, and then there's a row of windows that are in 88 boxes. And that means we should all live our life to a Nazi code. There's what? so much of this. What? Yeah. 
Are you talking about? I feel about? like you always bring something horrible to the podcast. Oh, there's more. Whether it's a sex offender or some crazy <laughs> I Nazi I don't bring them to it. the podcast, Dan. Hello, we... here anyway, is my sorry, sex offender. I'm interrupted. I apologise. Do we stop inviting him? <laughs> Who are we going to replace him with? Right, so he says it's... Boop. Can't be Jane. <laughs> it's, it's full of the 1488 code, as well as some subconscious homosexual programming. He also <laughs> believes that <laughs> Hitler survived. Point. Right. And this is known by the government. And please, then that's all he says about it. Please tell me he thinks he's still alive. Please. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I hope he doesn't think that. Tell me, tell me he thinks he's living in Graceland or right. some shit. <laughs> now he's just about to get into the meat of this video. <laughs> but, no, we're not even at but the he, meat No, yet. because he first recommends... The he puts up a disclaimer that says, we should take it to the Lord in prayer before continuing. Both so that no advantage can be taken of us by Satan... And to allow God to hear and see through our eyes before we continue so that we can be pure. I, I just find it so hard to process this, but please carry on. So, the first thing, that's why I saved that little clip because you would not fucking believe. <laughs> you said that earlier, and I think, what the fuck were you doing? Did you watch all five hours of this? No, I watched an hour and a half because it didn't all reference frequent okay. questions. So the first thing before That's he even still a very long time. <laughs> yeah, and I watched it repeatedly because it was so fucking weird. Right, the first <laughs> thing before he even gets to the conga line, he picks up on Ray's Ray smelling the dung on Future Pete, and so they're in the toilet and they go, oh, it smells of shit in it. And then, as he puts it, this is really potent sodom sodomite programming, as the dung is poop which glorifies the butthole. <laughs> and he says all this as deadpan as you fucking like. And he uses these words, he uses poop, he, in, he interchanges ass and arse, and just so he has different ways to say butt. <laughs> yeah. This, this is a Chris Morris character. <laughs> it should this, be. This strikes me as a man who got rejected <laughs> once for asking to try anal, and <laughs> he just will not give up on it. He's butt hurt. This is brass eye. This is, this is brass eye. <laughs> right, this is nonsense. <laughs> this, the this conga lines. But I've watched it all, and so must you. The Look, con you really gotta watch the conga conga line, he draws comparisons to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I don't know how he can get any sort of gay energy off of that. And, but then I've, I've got an actual quote I want to do. Deadpan in his style. Boom. Doing the time warp refers to ritual sodomy. The line of dancers is what's called a male train. Each sodomite is linked front to back, like train cars. They state that it's the pelvic thrust that really drives you insane. And this line is, is about the dissociative mental state that's initiated during Illuminati programming. Through trauma and ritual sodomy, the trance state is induced. These sodomites then become slaves who are then able to manipulate time itself and even to transit between dimensions. Ladies and gentlemen, we have gay wizards. You're a gay wizard, Harry, and a thumping good one. So if, I just, I 
can't. I'm sorry. It's got to be real. <laughs> if it's the pelvic thrust that drives you insane and makes you gay, yes. What does the jump no, to the left do? It, <laughs> What about the step to the right? It's all a part of the trance, trance-like process. Oh my god, that's the triangle movement to reference the butthole. I'm starting to get it! No, here we go. Now oh. he talks about Ray's t-shirt. <laughs> Fuck, okay. It's got the three-arrow recycle symbol on it, above the phrase causal loop. And, and then out of nowhere he just says, oh, and the shirt is orange, a sodomite signalling colour. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, hold on then. I think they're like bees. There may be something to this because my hair colour, I make the comments about it, is it's is orange ish. It's dark orange, but it's orange ish. And I have always been way more attractive to homosexual men than I have been to heterosexual women. That's because you're the great white ape. You, you, yeah, no, actually, I got it. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. What you're doing? Oh, right. I like the colour orange. Like, does that make me a sodomite? That's why you're so attracted to me. That's why I'm going to ask you if your sexual orientation has changed since you've seen this film. <laughs> because obviously, it should have. <laughs> <laughs> so, ca- carry on with Captain Cuckoo, please. You're getting very close. <laughs> Right, he's hand on the, your the, let, the letters that say causal, <laughs> causal. <laughs> Gave him a compliment there. The letters that say causal loop, which is two O's no, for a hole, right? They say it, call, it says causal loop, but part of it are kind of mixed together, so it looks like canal loop. And I thought, oh yeah, canal because it's got anal in it. And then he goes, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's canal because of the anal canal. It's like you, you're stretching there. There's anal oh, already in the words. I'm oh, sorry, that's now stretching. He's stretching. Now he's stretching. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a he's reaching a bit far now. Right, and obviously the, the too far the, up there. The recycling sign is a triangle. So guess so what he says butthole. about that? But then, <laughs> all homosexuals recycle. <laughs> Straight men just throw it in the trash. Right, and the fact that there are three arrows which are bent, he says that our three protagonists Stop. are also of that persuasion. Stop. No, I'm stop. Please, I can't. Right, now back to the conga line. Please, I can't. It's Just a, ask us about my sequel. I can't take it anymore. It's a three-way gay chain. And instead of a DeLorean in the background, they're literally in a men's toilet. Which he says is super gay. <laughs> he only uses the women's and the disabled. That's <laughs> like uh, Christ. <laughs> Doesn't Chris O'Dowd end up with Anna Faris and she explicitly says they have lots of sex? Well, here's the thing, I can't work out if he he doesn't like the movie because it has these things to it. Or parts of the time he seems to say the writers have specifically put these things in because they know about it, so they're putting it in to kind of show, hey, these are the things the government are doing to turn the frogs gay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I have nothing to give you other than I, shock. I didn't want anything. I'm going through fucking lists, lists, and there is so much more. So, the Back to the Future, he tells us that the flux capacitor is also an anal triangle. <laughs> 
<laughs> because, uh, yeah. And then he goes on about the... What's the name? Is it the Mr... What's the name of the actual power thing in Dolores? Mr. T. Mr. Fusion. Is it Mr. Fusion? Yeah. 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 Uh, so in Back to the Future 2, when Doc's literally throwing garbage in it, and then he, <laughs> he's put in golden <laughs> beer, and it shows it like there's piss in the toilet. It's golden beer. And then he throws the can in, and then our, our best friend goes, and then because... The toilet is called a can, and the butt is also called a can. He throws the can in the toilet. <laughs> All right. If, if you're listening, Mr. Wizard, <laughs> fuck, seek help. You need it. He uploads every day. Soul. No. <laughs> he states that seeing the triangle symbolises is like looking up at a butt squatting over you and being pooped and peed on ritually. Which is apparently... So he knows a lot about that. Which is apparently what Illuminati slaves actually endure so that they can then come to embrace it. This man <laughs> is quite clearly a comedic creation. He, well, no one In has the, the time to put vein in... as Borat and Ali G, this, 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 this Look, is not I'm, a I'm real human. I'm going to send this to you. You can this. see his channel. Oh, no, 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 Every abs- day there's something new. Absolutely. And it's, you cannot fake this level of shit. We are 100% putting a link to his channel in the <laughs> podcast description. He needs the subs, guys. But only because he is an... A, a comedic genius. He is. Well, you know, you know what? Accidentally, we can just mm. make a whole podcast out of this at some point. His channel, yeah, entirely. But I feel like he's the type of bloke who will come after us for that. So, right, look, the worst he's going to do is call me gay. <laughs> so, like, what else? <laughs> all, you, all you have to do is just pull your pants down and reverse up onto him, and he'll run away. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, look. This has not to do with FAQ. It's so not slander, it and it can't come out of us. I'm just After telling us, you if what we, he's if we say this, all our thoughts on him, they're alleged. <laughs> it's so not alleged. slander they're anymore. What is he's it? put out there in the public domain. So he, he now talks about Toby's t shirt, which is a uh, D20 with crossbones. Mm. And. So he also mentions that the Skull and Bones Society are another world order group. He just pulls things out of everywhere just to fit his story. Out of his triangular shaped penis. (laughs) But here's one thing. One thing that does puzzle me. Allegedly. (laughs) This this puzzles you. He then goes on... This is the one thing that puzzles him. (laughs) To point out... Totally on board. He he then goes on to point out that all the numbers that we can actually see on that face, on that side of the D20, Mm. and how each one of them is significant because satanic numbering or whatever. Now, normally I dismiss all that because you can apply anything to a fucking number. But I then got out all of my D20. Nerd. And... That is not a correct D20. The number placement on that T-shirt is not how it should be on a D20. Yeah, well, because they're probably not official D&D shit. So Just of a badly designed right. T-shirt. Yeah, the D20s aren't official D&D. So, oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, the costume designer either went, and I fucking put numbers on, or they went, this will summon the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Come to the end of that segment. So all I have to do is ask you if you are gay yet. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. I guess I am now. I guess we all have to be. I guess everyone is, for whatever reason. Give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to go lay a mirror on the floor. Yep. Squat over it. <laughs> see if my anus is triangular now. And if it is, I guess I have to be. So, is everyone gave at him? Yes. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> That's he's, the impression I he's get. He's seen all these films so that he can let everyone else know about the messaging. But obviously he's too smart to, to fall under the, uh, the messaging. And I salute him for watching all these okay. films for me so I don't have to. God bless you. Do you want to know about Butthole? Wizard Man? Butthole Wizard? Yes, he's the Butthole Wizard. Yeah, so, yeah, tell me. A, it's a new shit. wave band, isn't it? <laughs> but, butthole Wizard apart. Okay. Right. Ashley, Ashley, <laughs> you've told us about Butthole Wizard. <laughs> T- tell us about You asked me to bring some shit, and shit I did bring. I mean, admittedly, that is shit. And <laughs> has nothing to do with anything in the real world. <laughs> but 24 karat gold, my friend. Anyway. Oh, no, 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 absolutely, it's staying in, and I loved every second of it. <laughs> But tell me about the real life. So, the film obviously sets it up, sets itself up for a sequel, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Nope. No sequel. No, there is none because otherwise we wouldn't be reviewing it. <laughs> All we have is an AMA from the writer from Jamie Matson, and most of the questions he got on there were about, "Oh, I liked your being human episode." <laughs> <laughs> There are the odd questions of, oh, what was your inspiration for this, for FAQ, and is there going to be a sequel? And the general consensus is he'd love to do one, because of course he would. But the money ain't there, and the interest ain't there. So mm-hmm. it was simply too small a film, didn't get the audience, and it's too long now for have any sort of cult following or anything. Like I said, he should have waited. You may be... He had a. He had, Maybe right. This is a, this was a good, fine idea for a film, but you should have waited instead of blowing his load straight away. But if there were to be a sequel, but hold if there were to be a sequel, but hold if there were to be a sequel. <laughs> Which of these three points of the triangle, is sitting in this room, should be the first to tell their pitch? Well, you got your phone out, so go on, Lewis. Oh me. Okay. <laughs> so. We, What's it called? I tell you at the end. Who's in it? Because I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to, I need to rewrite my picture now. So, we open on a triangular anus. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can see Being chased going. by a bigger triangular anus. <laughs> a la New Hope. <laughs> Oh, so. God, the Imperial Star Destroyer is <laughs> just an anus. Any shape can be gay. <laughs> They're allowed to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> All shapes are gay. <laughs> oh, fuck it, that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> shapes can be gay. <laughs> so, Lewis, go on. I'm, right. I, you need to go quick, man. I am. I'm shaked out after the bottle wizard. <laughs> so, we open on a recreation of the events of the first movie. With Chris Hemsworth, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Chris O'Dowd, Jack Black as Mr. Poppy, 
and Eddie Murphy is the other one. <laughs> and Anna Faris, yeah. And Brandy Love is Anna Faris. Uh. And then I'm going to pause here to see if they know who Brandy Love is. Uh. Is she a porn? You dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a two to three minute recap. Uh, the first movie, get the audience up to speed. And then we pull back to reveal we're on a movie set. And Mr. Poppy's the writer. And we cut to the beardy one, the Scouse guy, on a US daytime TV talk show. And they're all like, I'm here with beardy one, who's, <laughs> who's here to talk about his new Oscar-nominated turn in post-apocalyptic Sadman movie. Uh, tell me, beardy one, where do you draw your inspiration from? We cut to Chris O'Dowd and Anna Ferris in their LA beach front home. They live in the living room. They open a bottle of wine and she goes to the kitchen to get a new bottle and she's like, Babe, can you come and sort this out, please? <laughs> so then they go to the kitchen and there's a giant wormhole open on one wall with with a gross looking alien rodent thing scurrying about the kitchen and then Chris O'Dowd just nonchalantly picks it up by the towel and lobs it back through the wormhole. We're very nonplussed about the whole thing. They've been time travelling and hop, like hopping about for a while. They sit back down with their new bottle of wine. And that's how we reintroduce the audience to the characters and the world they now inhabit. Mr. Poppy's a big shot Hollywood writer. Scouse one's an Oscar-nominated actor. Chris O'Dowd settled down in L.A. beachfront home, got a wormhole in his kitchen. So, later in the day, they're all gathered at O'Dowd's house, playing Mario Kart, talking bullshit, whatever... When in the background, evil versions of the core for O'Dowd, Poppy, Beardy One and Faris. <laughs> they all, they're sneaking up behind them and they've been sent by the editors. And they sneak out of the kitchen wormhole up behind the core four to kill them. But the core four spot them just in time, just before, just before they get killed. And then the evil four fall through a portal that opens up in the floor. And Jermaine Clement steps out of another portal and is like, uh, what's Jermaine Clement's accent? Uh, sure. Kiwi. Uh, to South African. Come with me if you want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jermaine Clement. That's how he talks. Uh, he closes the two portals he opened and the one in the kitchen. And the kitchen now has a jungle growing in it that's been bleeding out of the portal through the kitchen. And Odell's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, he's Kiwi too. <laughs> so Jermaine Clement's like, the fabric of time and space. <laughs> it's very difficult to do New Zealand off the cuff. The fabric of time and I mean, space write it for you. Is, is bleeding throughout all of the universe and across all known universes and you guys need to fix it. So, like, the wormholes that they've been opening up across the universe, they're all bleeding out and all bleeding into each other. And this is when the movie begins proper, with them being hunted through portals which keep drastically changing Chris O'Dowd's LA mansion each time they return to it so they like one time they return and it's the jungle one time they return it's flooded or whatnot one time they return it's the future uh, because of all the because of all the wormhole bleeds all the while they're being hunted by their evil alternate universe selves sent by the editors it's all very fun let me tell you uh, and throughout the time Throughout the movie, Mr. Poppy at points is all like, This feels familiar. Oh, haven't we seen this before? Because that's how he talks. <laughs> uh, this would make a great movie. And he keeps scribbling in his notebook. 
Uh, and then the twist of the movie is that Jermaine Clement is actually Chris O'Dowd, but from millions of years in the future. After O'Dowd's brain has been transplanted into thousands and thousands of other bodies throughout the years, and he's, uh, Jermaine Clement's just been leading them through the exact chain of events needed to get everybody here to this moment so they can be killed by their evil versions so Jermaine Clement can take Chris O'Dowd's, Chris O'Dowd's body through a portal that he manifests in order to get the first brain transplant in a long series of brain, tra brain transplants in order to become Jermaine Clement. Uh, and make, it, make himself immortal. Uh, Jermaine Clement is the reason for all these space-time bleeds because of his ability to open portals. Like Anna Faris in the first movie has the ability to time travel, Jermaine Clement, millions of years in the future, has the ability to open portals at will. Uh, so regular Chris O'Dowd tries to paradox his way out of it by touching Jermaine Clement. Uh, but, you know, we've learned from Avengers, it's not how time travel works. Uh, different body, you know, Jermaine Clement's a different body. Doesn't work that way. So he jumps and hugs evil Chris O'Dowd. Nothing happens either. It's all very awkward. Alternate dimensions and whatnot. Wah, wah. So Ferris's, Anna Ferris notices that Mr. Poppy is writing all this down. <laughs> I did a burp in the middle of that. Cheer it. Anna Ferris notices that uh, Mr. Poppy is all writing all this down in his notebook. And she figures he's out. Mr. Poppy is actually a timekeeper. He's not writing what's happened. He's writing slightly ahead of what's happening. He's not recording history in his notebook. He's, he's writing it. And because of the nature of time and historical record keeping, what, whatever he writes is found in the future, passed down through history and becomes and comes to pass in the present day. So she tells Mr. Poppy to write the evil lot, write the evil Chris O'Dowd, Mr. Poppy and Scotch Scouse Guy and evil Anna Faris out of existence, and he does. They just blink out of existence, uh, and then the big showdown happens with Jermaine Clement as he's trying to kill them to carry out his plan while Mr. Poppy's panic writing in his notebook trying to write stuff down before Jermaine Clement can end them. So like, we get a whole manner of silly things happening as Mr. Poppy's put on the spot, weapons turn into chickens, Jermaine Clement starts smiling for no reason and can't stop smiling, O'Dowd gets a bazooka and he obviously can't use it in his LA mansion, it's an enclosed space. Uh, then we cut to an office with Mr. Poppy pitching all this, everything that's happened as a movie to a Hollywood producer who says, eh, it sounds convoluted and like crap, but what if this happened? And then we get the end credits. And behind the end credits plays a completely alternate version of the movie that we've just seen happen. Everyone is a sexier and far more Hollywood version of themselves with aliens and lasers and CGI and no wormhole in the kitchen. And, and the final shot of the, of the post credits is Chris O'Dowd and Anna Farish, very old, but clearly you know, in, the, in the same lifespan. He's not been brain transplanted. Having a drink on the sofa, which implies, you know, implying that Jermaine Clement, Clement never came, comes back in time. There's no wormhole in the kitchen. They've just had a fairly normal life and marriage, and it's all, it's all quite beautiful. Because Mr. Poppy has written it that way as his next Hollywood movie, 
as suggested by this Hollywood producer. The end. And it's called Infrequently Asked Questions About Time and Space. Okay. That's uh, my pitch. I will pay for and produce a film based on your timekeeper theory. I Thanks. I think, think that's quite nice. Thanks. So I'll buy that off you. Thanks. The rest of it's bullshit. Oh. But the timekeeper I like. Thanks. And I'm going to go next. Okay. <laughs> you started reaching for your for your pitch, Steve. Dan. You started reaching for your pitch like an idiot. <laughs> like, I did. Like a little pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all point and laugh. Okay, your microphone three. <laughs> Just take. Get out of my brain, you gay triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I have now sent that Subscribe. to the group, so go for that. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't Because the first one was, you know, the title wasn't convoluted enough. I've called this one Frequently Asked Questions About Parallel Universes. So we've got Ray wakes up next to Cassie, who stirs in her sleep and rolls over to check her phone. And then she just looks at it, sees the message on it, turns back around and says to Chris, or oh, Ray, they're on it. Ray smiles and goes downstairs to make a cup of tea in a kitchen that overlooks some noticeable place in the US. Ooh, we're in America. Whoa. Maybe we'll do your LA Oceanside thingy. That's where mine was. Yeah. Copycat. Yeah. No point in you carrying on. Well, good. I've done this. Because I've forgotten where my page is. Yeah, I'm, I know. I'm just filling time for you to get yeah, your pages in order. What? Oh no, here it is. Right. Pete and Toby. So yeah. we, we cut they from exist. this. I don't know who they are. Okay. Fat one and scousy beardy one. Cool. Uh, just Glad we cleared that up. <laughs> you and the scouser. They're walking into the King's Head. And this is their usual since the White Hall's closed down. Pete's phone chirps and he looks down to see a pic from Ray with the American scenery behind him. And then they basically look at it and go, ah, what well, I can't. And he's got he's got a girlfriend now in a nice sunny place. And then Pete and Toby bitch about whose round it is because they're good friends. And Pete loses out and goes up to get them while Toby nips to the gents. And you'll never guess what happens then. He does away, <laughs> and all is okay. Boom! Al Ray, Toby, and Pete and Cassie come crashing through a portal, the one that they stepped in at the end of the credits of the last film. And they're now in the parallel universe, and the parallel universe, Toby, who never got to piss, is, is really... Uh, he's, he's, what have I written there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and he doesn't know nothing about portals or time holes or anything because he never went through the leak in the White Horse because that was closed down because it's parallel universe and shit happens. And so he knows nothing about time travel. And then again, hilarity ensues as our gang from the first film has to chase after parallel Toby and Pete. And then throughout the film, they all have to keep going through different portals, different worlds to fix the shit that they end up breaking in the previous world. And then meeting more versions of themselves that they bring along. And they eventually all team up to solve the problem and bring down 
the evil Lord Theme Park, who's trying to turn every universe into a different bubble-based ride. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what? I, I blacked out for a moment there. What? Evil so Lord did Theme I, Park, and that's who's why I turning that. every universe into a bubble-based ride. Okay, thank you. Carry on. And this Very version, clear. <laughs> this version of Cass and Roy had met before, and Cass had filled Ray in at about oh yeah Roy's his name in the IT graph yes that's it is. lazy <laughs> <laughs> and so they had met before and Cassie filled him in about time travel and then they knew so they had to send parallel Cassie back to do all the shit that she did in the first film hooray Dan you'll go okay what okay okay that's the end is it I got to the end of the page and I was like I've got so many pages <laughs> <laughs> so you just stop like that, Luke. Okay. Okay, so I may just be writing this on the fly after learning about the butthole whistle. So. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to win it now. Here we go. <laughs> Do you know what we've not done in ages? Anal sex. Well, no, like it's not been ages, has it? No, about a week. Do you know what we've not done in ages? Is sound effects for a pitch. Yeah. It's true. Let's do that. Okay. So, oh dear. So the so gang's going to step through the pool and they're going to jump to a completely different parallel universe. And this one's this one, the first one, will be Western themed. Why not? And, How did their partner? And the job here is they have to go around destroying the time travel thing in all different parallel universes because there's a problem seems to be going on with this. So I don't take go time around. to time travel things because I don't understand it because I'm just an old cowboy. Yeah. Just, just sound effects, actually. Oh. So it's going to be there'll be stuff like there'll be a western one. We'll have we'll have a medieval one. Thank you. Now, we'll have we'll have like a, a cyberpunk one as well. Twenty seventy-seven. Yeah. We're even going to have an IT crowd reference in there as well. Roy, Ray, Ray, Roy. Oh, so but eventually they realise, well, this is all pointless. We keep going to these universes, but it's not fixing anything. So we've got to do. Well, we've got to find the source. So they start tracking the source of all these portals and this problem. And it turns out it's the butthole wizard who's causing all these problems. Because you see, to him, the, the secret to time travel is all to do with the butthole, and the butthole is evil. So they have to stop him by destroying all of YouTube, and it's called... Frequently asked questions about battling the butthole wizard. <laughs> Number one, why? Number two, who? <laughs> All come to pass, and that's my pitch. Oh, it's too good. The butthole <laughs> wizard. Yeah, good luck abbreviating them for Twitter. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I think we can all agree that Ashley picked a bad movie to review. Oh, Not necessarily right. a bad movie, but for the format of this podcast, <laughs> Look, boy oh boy was it fucking difficult. <laughs> he brought the butthole wizard. <laughs> I am joyous. Yeah, okay. no, all is forgiven for the butthole wizard. Those were our pitches. You'll find the poll for them up on Twitter. They'll probably be named wrong because it's Lewis. But hello. <laughs> but they'll be up there and you can vote for your favourite and we'll announce it in the next episode. But next you wanna say something, Dan? No, it's No, you're right, next is Lewis. What film are we gonna be talking shit about next time? So 
my pick for the next episode is a movie that I've I've actually I've never bothered to watch before. It's one of the biggest flops of all time. Apparently one of the worst movies ever. Sahara. We're going to watch Waterworld. Oh. Yay! Oh, there was a recent version. They found more footage. That's, we're not going to watch... See, I've never seen it either, but I knew eventually I'd have to. <laughs> watch the fucking extended version. Shit. But... But we're not going to watch any old version of Waterworld. No, we're going to watch one where he got killed after Dancing with Wolves. We're going to be watching the Ulysses cut of the movie, which is 40 minutes longer. It is 40 minutes longer than the theatrical cut of the movie. The Ulysses cut of the movie is three hours long. (laughs) Is this because of Ghostbusters? It's supposedly... Supposedly quite good, and it's also technically, weirdly, a fan edit. We'll get more into that in Shall the next episode. Both? Okay. No, we're gonna we're gonna watch the Ulysses cut. You can watch both if you want to. I'm he not. Will. I'm not gonna hold it against you if you want to. But listeners, if you wanna if you wanna watch a movie that you can listen along with us, it's the Ulysses cut of World, Waterworld that we'd be talking about next time. So, I mean, buckle in, because, it, I mean, it's three hours long. It's going to be a bumper episode, isn't it? <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Waterworld. Ulysses cut. Fan edit. Yeah, That's true. also an official edit now. It's part of the Blu-ray. I'm just okay, going... well, I guess that's, that's it for us. So, yeah, uh, hang on. I'm just going yeah. to YouTube. Just going to Butthole Wizard, see if he's got <laughs> any episodes about Waterworld. Sure, let's see if cool. what the Butthole you Wizard do that, has you to do it say. Because we are running low on battery on this thing. Uh, and it is late. So, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. You can find Ashley's us over bit. at Twitter. He's busy looking at Butthole Wizards. <laughs> I will fill in for him. You can find us at Twitter, at Full Starts Podcast. Google us. You can find us on all your favourite uh, podcast apps as you would drop us a message you know we're, we're always free we're always about yeah at full starts pod or full starts pod at gmail.com yep and we will be doing a little extra podcast release next month as well along with Waterworld so it's going to be a small thing we will be will we we will excuse me we will don't worry do we'll, what we'll talk about it later no, no, see no, let's talk about it now. now everybody see you later everybody what? bye Butthole Wizard doesn't seem to have a video but he might reference it in some of his bible books that he talks about Well, as long as we know. Okay, bye! Bye. Now, I'm not sure about this, but I think there is a six as well. Fucking, you're full of shit. Anyway, so carry on. We'll look it up. While I, will, <laughs> I will. I will do some background googling while you. While you How many wrong turn facts. movies are there? Six wrong turn includes wrong turn, wrong turn two, dead end, wrong turn three, left for dead, and other films. <laughs> and the other ones. Not even Google. Be <laughs> asked to carry on. Google won't forgive the time just, of day. Poor Google just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Got all the knowledge in the world, but doesn't want to acknowledge that. How many movies? Six. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Fuck them. Here's three. <laughs>